for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. Uh, there's an old adage that says, fool, on me, uh, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. I'm sure you've heard at least some version of this before. It means that anyone can be fooled once and it's okay. Uh, but if the same person deceives you over and over and over again, well, then that's on you. Uh, that's not just on the other person. That's a mistake that you're making. Uh, the problem is, as people, we are often just fooled over and over and over and over again. We fall for the same tricks. We fall for the same deceptions. We might even do the deceptions ourselves over and over again. Uh, it's a human flaw that we have. It's our weakness. It's something that we're lacking. It's very hard for us to be able to break that cycle. Uh, as we begin Jeremiah chapter 37 today, we'll be looking at the life of King Zedekiah. He's actually the last king of Judah. Uh, and his actions are kind of confusing at times. Uh, sometimes it appears that he wants to follow in God's ways, and sometimes he just totally ignores him and just totally disobedient. Uh, so which is it, King Zedekiah? Uh, is it, are you a good king that follows God, or are you a bad king that just ignores God? Uh, though his actions may for others, uh, we see that in verse and in chapter 37, uh, that none of this actually works on God. Uh, that God is no fool. That though people may be fooled over and over again, uh, you can never ever deceive God even once. For God is able to see the heart of the man. Uh, so today, uh, join me in reading today's passage and reading about uh, the reign of King Zedekiah. Jeremiah chapter 37, verses 1 through 10. Zedekiah, son of Josiah, was made king of Judah by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He reigned in place of Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim. Neither he nor his attendants nor the people of the land paid any attention to the words the Lord had spoken through Jeremiah the prophet. King Zedekiah, however, sent Jehuchal, son of Shalemiah, with the priest Zephaniah, son of Maasaiah, to Jeremiah the prophet with this message, Please pray to the Lord our God for us. Now Jeremiah was free to come and go among the people, for he had not yet been put in prison. Pharaoh's army had marched out of Egypt, and when the Babylonians who were besieging Jerusalem heard the report about them, they withdrew from Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Tell the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of me, Pharaoh's army, which has marched out to support you, will go back to its own land, to Egypt. Then the Babylonians will return and attack this city. They will capture it and burn it down. This is what the Lord says. Do not deceive yourselves, thinking the Babylonians will surely leave us. They will not. Even if you were to defeat the entire Babylonian army that is attacking you, and only wounded men were left in their tents, they would come out and burn this city down. As we read Jeremiah chapter 37, 
uh, we're going to read about uh, King Zedekiah and actually the beginning of his reign. Uh, king Zedekiah is actually the last king of the kingdom of Judah. Uh, but the problem was he was just kind of like the kings before him and he continued to reject God and disobey the word of God. Uh, he was a son of King Josiah and he only became king after a foreign ruler, Nebuchadnezzar, came and removed the existing king in that place. Uh, that was actually very common during that time when a more powerful enemy would come in, uh, take away the king, and place a family member in that throne instead. In that way, the loyalty of the kingdom will be divided and everybody will be weakened by it. Uh, that was the state of uh, Judah during this time. They were a very weak kingdom. They had no power. They're actually a pawn between Egypt and Babylon. Uh, and every time there'll be a big battle between those two giants, uh, Judah and Jerusalem would just be used by them to be able to gain an advantage over the other. And that's what happens in today's passage. Uh, we're told that Babylon is sieging the city of Jerusalem. Uh, they're stuck. The people cannot get out. They're in a very terrible and dire situation. Uh, but out of nowhere, uh, seemingly as the rescue party, Egypt comes trying to take on Babylon. Babylon is forced to leave and Jerusalem is free. Uh, it was during this time that the king Zedekiah, he goes up to Jeremiah and asks for a prophecy, uh, hoping for something good. You know, something good had just happened to the kingdom. Uh, but unfortunately uh, and sadly for King Zedekiah, uh, Jeremiah does not give him the good news that he wants. Instead, Zedekiah says, uh, Jeremiah says that nothing has changed. Babylon will come. Someday they will come and they will succeed in taking over and wiping out the city. That they will come and nothing will be able to stop them when they're able to come. That even though there might be battles in between where Jerusalem might win, it doesn't matter because ultimately Babylon will come and conquer the nation. Uh, it's actually a very sad story and a very sad prophecy, uh, but even in this terrible prophecy, there's hope for us to be found because the word of God that was spoken before has not changed. The word of God is coming true right now in this very moment. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing in this world or beyond this world that could go against the word of God. And because God deemed it to happen, that God said Babylon will come, there was nothing that anybody can do, and God was not changing, unwavering uh, in his word. And that's something for us to take solace in, uh, knowing that the word of God, uh, as true as it is, that it's never going to change, and it's going to remain true in our lives. Uh, as we go on today, we see that Zedekiah, he actually asked for a prayer. He goes up to Jeremiah and sends a message by saying, please pray to the Lord our God for us. Uh, it's amazing, right? Uh, he is so brazen in his uh, disobedience, yet he's able to ask uh, Jeremiah for prayer at this time. These two things don't match up. How can you be so unrighteous and disobedient and then ask for prayer? These two things don't add up. And that's exactly what we see in Zedekiah's life. On the outside, at times, he seems to do the right thing, asking for prophecy, going to Jeremiah, asking for prayer. Uh, but those are all empty useless things. Uh, those prayers are not going to be answered. And through that, we're able to see the type of prayers that God does not answer. You know, God doesn't answer prayers with no heart behind it, with no faith behind it. God does not answer any of these prayers. Uh, for us to be able to actually go to God and pray and ask for things, uh, we need to have that deep connection with Him. We need to have this spiritual life behind it. We need to have fruits that we bear in our lives for us to be able to go to God and have our prayers answered in that way. Uh, even though Zedekiah asked for it, uh, he didn't ask for it out of a pure heart. He asked for his own self. And because of that, those prayers were going to go unanswered. 
I pray that everyone here joining us today worshiping is able to actually truly pray to God. I'll be able to go with him into a very humble spirit and a humble attitude and be able to actually pray to God with everything that we have inside of us. I also pray that we're able to follow the word of God, not be like Zedekiah and be able to obey the word of God. Uh, this is old story, right, of a man who was caught in his house during a big storm. Uh, while the water is slowly rising, a neighbor comes asking to help him out. All right, and the man says, no, I'm going to stay put. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Eventually, the water rises. He ends up on the second floor. A cop comes on a rowboat, and he says, I'm here to save you. And this time, the man says, no, I'm going to stay put. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Uh, lastly, he's forced to go on the roof because the water is so high. This time, a helicopter comes to rescue him, and the man says, no, I'm going to trust in the Lord. Uh, I'm going to stay put exactly where I am. Uh, after a little time has passed by, he realized there's no more help, and he ends up praying to God. He says, God, God, where are you? I trusted in you. Where are you? I need you to save me. Uh, and God gives him an answer. God says, I sent the neighbor, I sent the police officer, and I sent a helicopter. Why don't you listen? You know, so many times we're kind of just stuck in our own world, in our own thoughts, that even though when God is trying to tell us a very important fact, when God is using others to be able to speak his word to us, uh, we don't recognize it because we're only stuck in our own world. And we end up eventually uh, self-destructing. And that's what we see in King Zedekiah's life. Refusing to trust and obey and follow the word of God actually leads to his destruction. So what does it mean for us today? We gotta continue to fear the Lord, and we need to continue to fear the word of the Lord as well. That we need to trust that it is His word, and not only go to it when we really, really, really need it, but be able to fully rely on it all the time. Therefore, those times when God does speak to us, we can actually recognize that it is God and being able to follow it. You know, this is a seemingly a very hopeless story, a story of Babylon eventually coming and taking over Israel and Judah, right? Uh, but beyond all of this, there is always hope. With God, there is always hope. Uh, God always keeps his promises no matter what. His promises will always ring true. So until that day, until that final day, uh, let us hold on to that faith, hold on to that promises, and let's be able to persevere in our faith, not only today, but every day beyond as well. What is something that God is putting in your heart today? Uh, meditate on his words and through prayer, uh, not just like praying what you want, but by listening to exactly what he's trying to tell you. Uh, think about it and meditate on it and consider the importance of it and think about what it is that he's trying to put inside our hearts. Uh, is it something that God is asking you to obey? Is it something that God is telling you to stop doing? Is it something that God is telling you to start doing? Whatever it may be. Today, as we meditate on this word, on Jeremiah chapter 37, uh, let's do so with a heart of obedience and be able to respond once he gives us that direction uh, to be able to follow. Let us all pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your precious word that you have given us for today. Uh, we pray, Lord, Father God, that as we meditate on your word and through prayer and just uh, throughout living out this day, we pray, like Father God, that you are able to give us your message. Uh, give us the message that we really need to hear and give us the direction and the heart that we really need to follow as well. 
uh, even though we constantly read your word, Lord, there are times when we just kind of gloss over it and we're unable to actually hear from you. So today we ask that we are able to surrender all that we have and just be able to hear your word and your word only. And let us be able to respond to it, uh, not only with our words, not only with our actions, but respond to it with our very lives as well. Lord, we thank you and we love you and we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world that is nothing in prose.